And welcome, everybody, to episode 231 of Live at the Hive Digital Marketing from the Trenches. Today, we've got a, a fantastic guest, Roger Nairn from Jar Audio. Uh, Roger is a podcast wizard um, with deep, deep experience in the field. Roger, thanks so much for being here today and uh, looking forward to hearing your thoughts on why businesses need podcasts. Maybe we can just open it up Um Tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your superhero origin story, and how you got to where you are today. Well, first off, thanks for having me, Dan. And I have to say, I love that intro, and I want that <laughs> intro applied to me entering any room at any point. I think that would be amazing. Um, so yeah, my, my, my origin story. I spent 20 plus years in the advertising world. Uh, absolutely loved it. I was uh, in a client service leadership position uh, for, for most of those years, worked with some of the world's biggest brands, got an opportunity to work with some of the world's biggest agencies. I love the idea of creating, uh, you know, creating uh, uh, advertising materials for clients to, uh, to reach audiences and engage with them. Mm -hmm. um, I started getting into the podcast space, though, just as a hobby. I, I started out with my own podcast. It was my excuse to reach out and have conversations with fascinating people. I, I made a list of my dream guests. I, I used it as an opportunity to reach out to them. I was lucky enough to get to speak to some incredible people, including like Seth Godin and, and uh, Stefan Segmeister and, and, you know, just incredible, incredible leaders. Um, but then I started getting the, the business itch. I started uh, thinking what a business could look like for me that could combine my love of podcasts with my love of, of uh, advertising marketing. I was lucky enough to meet some incredible people who had their own specialties. My partner, Jen, comes from the, the journalism space. My other partner at the time, Aaron, had come from uh, a broadcast world and, and was heavily into the, the technical side of podcasts and went out for beer one night, had a conversation about the podcast space and what's being underserved in it. And it was this, this the, the work being done by brands just wasn't good enough. And so we thought, let's try try starting a little agency that can specialize in helping podcasts get into the sorry helping brands get into the podcast space uh, and having them be successful at it and that was about five years ago off the side of our desks uh, we went full-time about two years ago mm -hmm. and we're now one of the largest uh, podcast production agencies in the world wow that's that's a that's a that's a great origin story and it you know we're gonna get into uh, the, the nuances of podcasting etc but it seems to be a common thread um, with 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 at, at this point it seems obvious now um, uh, we were just talking briefly about Joe Rogan not to kind of focus there but ten years ago it was a bunch of guys in you know on a couch <laughs> with the, no lights on doing whatever they're doing yeah. Um, it seems, and, and YouTubers are very much the same way, and it seems like over the last half decade or so, this stuff has just exploded and created businesses and created influencers. Mm -hmm. uh, it sounds like you were on a bit of that that trajectory as well with Jam. Yeah, with Jar, we, we uh, you know, we, uh, yeah, I mean, the podcast podcast has sort of a technology. The idea of like an RSS feed is, is about 15 years old. Um, but I would argue that over the past 15 years, the actual like content itself, sure, it's gotten better and it's evolved, but the actual like crux of it is, is really engaging either stories or conversations 
uh, topics that are of interest to the listener. You know, podcast listeners love to learn. They love to get really deep into topics. And a podcast is such an intimate medium, first of all. I mean, right now we're talking to each other in our headphones and it's literally like whispering a secret into your ear. And as a podcast listener, you develop that relationship with the show. You develop a relationship with the host. And as long as they're 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 bringing the you know bringing the value, uh, either daily, weekly, biweekly, monthly, a show uh, show can be successful. Yeah, for sure. And um, you know, I'd, I'd kind of like to start out with you know where you saw, like you said, you saw businesses and brands uh, maybe making an attempt at this, uh, but not really being successful. Uh, in your early days and when you identified that, what were some of the key points you kind of made to those brands and, and how did you um, win hearts and minds? Mm. Well, so it was a it was a bit of a blend of, hey, guys, this is what the trajectory of this industry is looking like. You know, if you're not here early on, you're going to miss an opportunity. You're, you're going to miss your opportunity. Um, but then also we broke down the the value that a listener gets in in listening to a podcast and we actually we took video as an example uh we took things like other pieces of content like blog posts and and emails and we kind of like help them understand sort of where the podcast fits within all of that ecosystem and actually there was some great data that was brought out you know many years ago from the bbc which was really helpful that showed just how much uh, engagement listeners have in an episode or in a podcast, mm -hmm. how it's a, a, a um, how it's a, a medium that allows you to enjoy while multitasking, mm -hmm. um, and then sort of like what the uh, long term tra trajectory looked like. And so we would have a conversation. We would then really, frankly, just focus right in on kind of what sort of an audience would they want to attract or already exists. What does that audience need? And then how can you as a brand deliver on that need? Uh, do you, you know, does, does that audience need a, a good laugh or a good, a good cry? Do they need to be taught something? Do they need help understanding? Or do they need a really good analysis on a topic or issue? We're big believers that podcasts allow brands to have really engaging conversations with with their audience. It's it's a two way street. You get great feedback from podcast audiences, and then you deliver it in the form of more value. But also, um, we're firm believers that you know. Let's be honest. The world is not in the greatest of shape right now. There's a lot going on. I think a lot of it comes down to like the bare necessities. I think there's a lot of just fear out there. And I, I, I truly believe that fear is a byproduct of not understanding one another. And I think the more kind of real, engaged, uh, in-depth conversations we can have, the, 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 the less fear there is. And I see no reason why a brand can't be what delivers that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you touched on a couple of really important points. And, you know, coming from the world of digital marketing, um, you know, at this point, everything is, <clears throat> say, a Google ad or a <laughs> yeah. three-second pre-roll or, you know, a 30-second video, 60-second, you know. You, you don't have, just in the distracted world that we live in, um, quite often marketers and communicators talk a lot about, hey, you've got to be on social. Bam, bam, get your TikToks out, your yeah. YouTube shorts. Yeah. Um, but I think what you, you, you hit the nail on the head is that the podcast is the validation of long form, thoughtful input that is really what you need, regardless, I think, of what you're selling, right? Yeah. And also, you know, you mentioned Google ads, you mentioned pre roll, you know, let's think about like Facebook and LinkedIn. Like those are all 
there's nothing wrong with that. Those are all, you know, viable mediums to market your products or service in. But keep in mind that you're renting somebody else's audience in that case. You're you're telling Facebook, I'm going to give you X amount of dollars to tap into your audience. But at the end of the day, you don't own that audience from a from a from a, a company standpoint. Mm-hmm. When you create your own content, whether that's you know YouTube, you know whether that's a podcast or 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 through YouTube. That audience that you're building is is yours. It's it's you've nurtured it. They're they're there for your uh, content. Um, podcasts are what I would call a, a a pull medium. You're subscribing to the show and you're asking for future episodes when they're released. Whereas you know some of the things like programmatic advertising is what I would consider to be a push medium, which is like you know I, I fall within the demographics of who you're looking to hit, and so I'm all of a sudden seeing your ad. Yep. And again, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just it's just different. And so yeah, so a podcast gives you know gives you an opportunity to really own, nurture, and and grow uh, an audience. And mm-hmm. that audience, you know, the data shows is incredibly loyal to you. They're much more inclined to purchase any product that you perhaps have available. Uh, now, keep in mind the ad, the podcast cannot be an ad. Nobody's going to listen to a 30 minute ad. It has to very much be about delivering a ton of good audio content that just happens to be brought to you by a brand. Um, they're much more loyal to you. Yes. Yeah, so much more loyal to you as a brand. They're much more likely to purchase from you. They're much more likely to share the show and and talk about you as a as a brand because again you've developed this relationship there's a value exchange going on so there's a ton of ton of um you know a positive uh, proof that podcasts are a great place to be mm. yeah absolutely and 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 you hit on a couple of uh, points that kind of don't trigger me but resonate um, one, it's, uh, you know, being on this side of marketing and being a huge believer in social media from way back in the day, um, this, this notion of community building, oftentimes in mm. business, there are certain elements in business, typically sales, that'll be like, ah, oh, that's so soft. It's, it's so fluffy, right? You know, like we gotta, we gotta eat what we kill. We gotta go get the sales. Um, but I think one of the things also in, in terms of podcasting is a really great example of what the although it sounds soft like you build a community and build some you know loyalty um it's in fact one of the most powerful um mediums mm-hmm. in order to do that because as humans and i always like to dial it back to like psych human psychology is we thrive on storytelling right yeah, that's why sure. you know People like the Avengers or, you know, DC <laughs> comics or, or Harry That's Potter. The hero's, journey, the, the hero's journey. Exactly. Yeah. And and so the power in the podcast is in that long-term loyalty building and, and, and customer building. When a business comes to you, um, and, I'm, you know, we've had to try to work with this as well, um, is to prevent that because I think the notion within business is like, okay, now we can sell, sell, sell. Mm-hmm. Um how do you move them over from that into tell the story, um, you know, build it over time? Is it is it a process or do you kind of give them tough love or what's your process for that? Because obviously you've been very successful. It is a, it is a bit of, it's a bit of process, but a lot of it's tough love. Um, I, you know, I always just put it right back at them and ask them like, would you listen to a 30 minute ad? Would you listen, would you spend your time putting on your headphones, sitting down, driving in the car and turn on a 30 minute ad. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, luckily, you know, most of the time they say no. And, 
you know, we also share with them, like there are going to be brand touch points within the show, you know, mm-hmm. um, maybe we put the logo in the artwork, but maybe we don't. Cause I will, I will argue that sometimes that can be a, a barrier for somebody listening to the show. Um, you know, of course we're going to reference the show in the, in the show description. Uh, there's going to be a landing page, which is probably going to live within the ecosystem of your website anyways. And it's going to be connected to the show. Um, within the within the show itself, you know, it will probably be XYZ show brought to you by XYZ brand. You know, halfway through, we always do a bit of like a, a mid, what we would call midpoint rebrand. You know, we, you know, you're listening to XYZ show and brought to you by this brand. So, I mean, there's you you literally would have no way of listening to the show without knowing that it's coming from th- this brand and so uh showing them kind of where they're where they're going to get their brand jollies from uh is is really helpful um but at the end of the day uh it has to be treated like another form of content marketing and it has to be you know thought of within the realm of their other marketing materials and then there's like the tech, you know, there's some there's some really interesting tech things we can apply to, um, for example, you know, prove to them that the show is converting. You know, like if you're a B two C brand, for example, you've got a, you know, you've got a, a a huge online engine where you know you need people to eventually make a purchase, buy a pair of shoes or a dress or whatever. Mm-hmm we can show them the data of who's listening to the show and then eventually ends up on the website and makes that purchase or who's on the show and ends up on the website and downloads a form or a white paper or whatever the, you know, what that, whatever that conversion is. So um, we are big believers in making sure that the show isn't just a, you know, isn't just a form of entertainment for your audience. It has to tie in with the bigger business as well. Okay, cool. Yeah, actually I was just going to touch on that. Um, but just from uh, taking one step back, so leave the podcast in its kind of pure content form, surround it with your uh, calls to action, your branding, for sure, uh, without encroaching on the actual content itself. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. One of our shows with American Express uh, is called Business Class Build a Braver. Uh, it's a show, it happens to be just for a Canadian audience, but it's just for uh, Canadian small business owners. We, we, you know, we, we mostly actually work within the United States, but in this case, uh, it was a Canadian audience. Now, halfway through the show, the, the host comes on and says you know, something like, hey, if you're seeing a lot of value in this show and you want to learn more about being a small business owner, you can go to this URL and we've got all sorts of amazing resources, tips, tricks, things to help you run your business go to this URL, we can track that URL, but also it's just, it's, it's helpful, right? It's, it's not a, a shameful plug. It's more about adding additional value to uh, you as a business owner, but also you as a podcast listener. Right. And within the context of the show, right? Exactly. Like you're, you're flowing kind of naturally over to that and making it optional. Yeah, I mean, we just uh, you know we just launched a show with with Amazon called "This Is Small Business," and you know, in one of the episodes, we interview Vern Harnish, who's the author of "Scaling Up," and he's uh, he runs uh, an incredible you know, entrepreneurs organization, EO. For many of you that are probably familiar with that organization, now he you know he has books, he's written a book, and it's you know at some point there is a reference to. Um, hey, you can actually pick up your book on Amazon. Now, to me, that doesn't seem like a real like shameful plug. That seems like a real smart way of saying, hey, 
this author is amazing. You're going to want to read his book. We are Amazon and we sell that book. Let's, you know, let's, let's kick you there. So it, it seems like a nice tie in to the show. Right, right. So it's, it is about the nuance and, and thinking about the tie-ins and contextualizing. It's really fascinating. Sure. I do want to dig in a little bit to ROI because ROI will vary based on uh, hmm. whether you're Amex or, you know, Amazon. Um, but one of the things that I find interesting, um, and this is a, going down a bit of a rabbit hole, but I remember hearing this story, this is a few years back when the New York Times well, uh, prior to them having this kind of massive digital presence, you know, they're all sitting in a room uh, trying to figure out why people aren't buying that dead wood uh, newspaper every single day. Um, and I remember say, hearing this, it was on NPR talking about media and the, the editor in chief uh, and the, the group had a, 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 a kind of aha moment, which was, why are we worried about the medium? We're journalists. Mm -hmm. We tell stories. We report on current events. Mm -hmm. Do we care if it's on paper or on a website or on a mobile device? Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, terrestrial radio evolved into, you know, well, a couple of evolutions into podcasting where uh, kind of like YouTube did with video, mm -hmm. which is you are now empowered to go out and just create your own station. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's that great. Yeah, it unlocks a, a world of possibilities for brands and small business. Yeah, you're empowered to create your own station, but also, you know, for anybody who's come or understands sort of the radio world, there's a lot of rules and regulations that go with radio. And right now, the podcast space is still kind of the wild west. Now, are there going to be rules and regulations that come? For sure, you know, that, that's just a natural evolution of a of a medium in, in, in any case, look at, look what's going on right now with the conversation around social media and, and, and freedom of speech and things like that. So, but ask anybody who's in a, you know, who has a podcast or is in the podcast space, there's very little rules. Do you want to have a 10 minute episode? Go for it. Do you want to have a 60 minute? You want to be two and a half hours like Joe Rogan and do it yep. daily? Go for it. There's really no, there's very little barrier to entry, but also, very little rules and 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 sort of like uh, recipes you need to follow, other than tell a great story, don't be boring, and you know have some fairly decent audio quality. Even then, it's not the end of the world if things go wrong. Your audience understands as long as you're respecting them and you maybe explain kind of what happened. Um, and 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 just you know be consistent. That's that's one of the biggest parts. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I've uh, I'm gonna say it here, but I've got a I've got a book in the works that I've had forever that I'm plugging away at. It's called Metronome Marketing, which is the like, nice. just like a metronome. Love it. Everybody's everybody wants to. I can already visualize sprint, sprint. it. Yeah, um, and and it's the long term stuff. The, the the cool thing that you brought up about podcasts is a podcast is a very malleable thing. Um, yeah. And it could be from Amazon. You've mentioned Amazon and Amex. Um, I'll give you an, an interesting anecdote. Maybe we can dive in a little bit talking about niches and understanding your potential uh, fan base, community, customer base as we mm -hmm. go through. Um, but we produced a podcast and a whole marketing strategy for a law firm uh, out of Toronto. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, they're intellectual property experts, right? These, that's what they do. They do mm -hmm. IP, how you protect it. If you're, their target was actually other lawyers and people that are pretty heavily into this. Um, and, you know, there's a little voice in the back of your mind going, well, how many people are actually really interested in that? I'm not sure. Well, uh, it turns out 
that there are a whole lot, many tens of thousands of people uh, that are extremely interested in intellectual property law. And, yeah. you know, we live in a world of tribes and niches. Um, I I'm, was I'm, I'm, I'm smiling because yeah. as we speak, we are literally producing a podcast on intellectual property. So sorry, keep going. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a, it's just, and they do it as a, they do it, um, uh, 12 times a year and, and tend to bulk it. And then it has this evergreen life to it. But the, the really fascinating thing to me, and that's why I'm, I've been fascinated with Reddit forever mm -hmm. is whatever you're interested in, right? If you want to grow earthworms in your backyard, there yeah. is a subreddit community for The riches it. are in the niches. Yeah, uh, totally. So I guess the question I have is, like you said, you mentioned Amex, you mentioned Amazon. Um, those are big, giant brands that can cover a whole range of things. But if you're a smaller business and, mm -hmm. and considering this, what's your process for identifying your niche um, and, 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 you know, from a podcasting perspective? Um, how do you approach that and kind of figure out what that sweet spot is? Yeah. So the first thing is then actually I'll tie this into something you had mentioned a, a, little, a little while back about sort of building community and, and, you know, understanding who your community is as a, as a business is, is always important. Um, you know, whether you're a small business or a nonprofit or, a, you know, anything that has, uh, a, stakeholders really that you know that have a connection to the company so really being clear on who that is but then one of the things that we'll do is go out to that community and ask them like hey we're thinking about starting a podcast what would you want to learn what would you want to have us talk about like what do you think about the world the, the you know today or 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 you know maybe drip in a few topics that you perhaps you're thinking about to get their perspective on it like have them help you build the podcast um yeah. yeah just be and then just really be clear on like what does that audience need and then how can we deliver that in the form of, of a podcast now again there's no rules really when it comes to format for example, but there are some like tried and true types of formats. There's what we're doing right now, which is kind of a one-on-one -on -one sort of opportunity. There's like a talking head where it might just be you, Dan, and you're, you know, you're providing value to the listener on your own. Mm -hmm. um, there's the panel opportunity where maybe there's like three or four of us and you're the, you're the host and you're kind of trying to get different perspectives on a, on an idea, or maybe it's a blend of those. Like maybe, you know, one episode you do on your own and then you've got to guess the next and then you do a panel once or twice a year sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then there's, you know, there's all sorts of like, you know, narrative style, documentary style, like there's, you, you can get as complex as you, as you want from there. But the biggest thing always comes down to just like any other form of content marketing, like who's our audience, what do they need? And how can we deliver that to them in a, you know, in an engaged, in an in engaging uh, format? Yeah, yeah. And I love the, I, I love the simplicity of just go talk to your customers and your community and just ask them. Um, yeah. And you, you know, you talked about like, you, you know, evergreen content, like if you're a small business and you're getting a lot of the same questions on a topic or you're having, you know, a, a, a lot of. Uh, inquiries about a certain you know issue or topic create the podcast around answering those questions and just leave it at that like just make it as as like simple as that and and you know we're so used to thinking about podcasts in, in this in the manner of like 
you know, serialized like Netflix where you, you know, if you miss one episode, you're going to be lost in the storyline. Like it doesn't have to be that way. It can very much be like walking into a library and picking the resources off the shelves that you need, but also understand that your audience might not listen to every single episode and that's okay mm -hmm. because it, it might not contain information that they need. Um, we did a podcast for Expedia called out travel the system, which was all about, uh, I mean, they came to us with a, with a brand challenge, which was that, mm -hmm. you know, we are the world's largest online travel platform. But when we do, you know, when we look at the data, our customers don't always see us as helpful. They see us as like a tool. That's that side of it is great. But like, yep. you know, as a brand, we're not really adding like additional helpful layers and we want to know if a podcast can help with that. And so that's what the you know the show is called out. The show is called out. Travel the system, um, and it's all based on sort of providing tips and tricks on how to get the most out of your travels. So if you're a small family, you want to know how to go to Disneyland for under two thousand dollars, which is very difficult. You know, we've got an episode for you there. Or if you want to go to Paris for the first time and you've only got thirty six hours, let's you know, let's, let's teach you about the best way to explore Paris. Um, or if you want to learn about how to visit all the, you know, U.S. national parks, we've got an episode on that. But we know that there's a good chance you're not necessarily going to listen to every single episode because I might not have a family and have any interest in going to Disneyland. So I'm not going to listen to that episode. Mm -hmm. But I am interested in going to Paris with my, you know, with my wife and we don't have kids. You know. So like yeah. you have to kind of understand and set yourself up for expectation wise on, on sort of how, how much of the content your audience is going to listen to and, and uh, just be realistic around that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's a really important point that you make because um, I think across all levels of digital um, vanity metrics are something to really fight against. Um, <laughs> and in fact, you know, the, the, the social media platforms I think are, are trying to very slowly get people away from, you know, the number of likes, the number of followers. Mm -hmm. uh, quite often when we work with uh, small to medium-sized businesses, I have a geographic location, which is like 80% of all businesses in the world. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the question is, is, if you're in the greater Toronto area and you've got an addressable audience of, say, 2 million people uh, across that, um, would it make sense if you had 10 million followers? Um, maybe. I mean, if you're, a, if you're a celebrity, sure. But if you're a mm -hmm. business... Um, kind of thinking about your ideal niche, um, just as an example with, uh, I mean, Live at the Hive, we've been around uh, for like four or five years, but we just basically started it on the assumption of like, let's just do this thing and we'll figure yeah. it out as we go. Um, oh, dude, that's how we yeah. started as well. And we lit I literally put a message out on LinkedIn to eight people, direct message saying, hey, this is what we're thinking about doing. Is this of any interest to you? Yeah. The second person that responded said, it's not of interest to me, but it is to my wife, who's the head of digital at Sage Natural Wellness, which is mm -hmm. one of the world's largest aromatherapy brands, retails, like retail location. It's an incredible company. Yep. She said, can you be in our office on Thursday? We said, yes. Not knowing really what we were launching or doing, didn't have pricing, <laughs> didn't have a website, didn't even have a name. Mm -hmm. Jar Audio is actually Jen, Aaron, and Roger. Yeah. That's actually where the jar comes in. And as a, as an advertising and marketing guy that I find that still to this day to be a bit lame, <laughs> but it's literally what we threw together because that's, we were just running as fast as we could because we all of a sudden had interest. And so it's stuck. And now I love, I, I do actually love it, but um, yeah, no, it's, you know, just, just get out there and start.
Yeah, for sure. And one of the things that we find, obviously, digital marketing and business, and uh, to your point, uh, we do roundtables, we do panels, we do one-on-ones like we're doing, um, especially with people that are extremely experienced in a space like yourself. Um, but we never serialize in the sense like, hey, you missed episode 219, you can't watch 220. The vast majority of anybody that consumes our content has actually uh, searched for it, mm-hmm. uh, found a particular topic, whether yeah. it's you know Facebook ads or you know how do I build a community, um, and we've had lots of feedback. But it's quite often asynchronous. This is not mm-hmm. the live version that's coming out this way, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's something uh, that businesses really should consider: is uh, this has long-term really long-term value to you as you're building up this community and and eventually hopefully your your sales pipeline right and, and i'll add like because i'm the same way you know I'll, I'll i'll use different podcast directories or search engines to find a specific topic because that's how i like to learn now is mm-hmm. you know i i you know scaling your business like i want to i want to hear an, an interview with somebody specifically about scaling their business um but you know, that evergreen content conversation can be scary to some business owners because they're worried about the content getting stale. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's old, it's out of date, yada, yada, yada. But there's no better medium, maybe than like a blog post or something, than a podcast to update some of that older uh, information because a lot of times it can be, you know, it's an audio file. You can literally go back and edit it, re you know re uh, reinsert it. The, some of the technology these days blends the the the, the volumes together quite well, and so mm-hmm. you you will never know if you're listening that it's different. Or in in the case of some of our clients, we know going in that some of this content is going to get stale. So we'll actually put a bit of a donut in the episode, and then we'll dynamically insert. Uh, content into the episodes. One of our, you know, again with Expedia, some of the information that it was provided was very specific to travel and COVID. Mm-hmm. And as we know, that was changing literally by the day. And mm-hmm. so we actually purposely let, left a donut in the episode where we could insert the latest uh, information dynamically. And that got injected into a, a few episodes. And so you can go back and, and edit quite easily. Mm-hmm. Which you can't always say the same thing about video because you got to get the lighting right, you got to get the location again. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to edit something, it's it's just a little bit more cumbersome than than audio. Yeah, for sure. And you can't. I mean, you know, if you've got your video on YouTube or Vimeo and you replace it, um, you wipe out the stats, you wipe out the history of it, you wipe out yeah. all sorts of things. So yeah, totally agreed. Um, just to circle back on ROI. I think something like Amazon is fairly straightforward. You want to buy the book. Uh, Amex, relatively simple. Ultimately, you know, get your card. For B2B businesses that maybe um, have a longer sales cycle, law firms are a great example. You know, you're not going to um, you know, book an appointment or you, you, you might want to be wary if, if someone's going to book an appointment immediately there. Um, in terms of ROI, how do you rationalize um, seeing that return on investment for a business that maybe doesn't have like this obvious conversion point with a dollar amount attached to it. Yeah, it's, it's, I'll be honest, it's, it's challenging. Mm-hmm. It, again, it's going to vary depending on the business and depending on the category and all, all those sorts of things. But a lot of it comes down to um, everything from the 
amount of engagement and the level sorry the amount of 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 uh, you know audience and the mm-hmm. engagement length of that audience so we can tell how long people are listening for we can tell um how many of them there are but then we can get down into you know the specifics of where they are and and even some you know demographic and psychographic information now so it really depends on 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 the the brand and and what's important to to them but if you know if you're a law firm for example and you want to know whether the podcast is directly tied to specific leads i mean we can tell whether somebody's listened to the podcast and ended up on your website. We can tell whether they've then clicked on a form to you know learn more about you or or um, re, you know reach out to you. Uh, it, the technology side can really the, the technology side can can um, can can do pretty much whatever we we want to when it comes to that tra- you know tracking that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again we you know we've had clients say that the roi is really in some of the feedback that they get from their audience on the show that that they that they are listening you know nonprofit organizations have reported that the show is being brought up in sort of donor conversations you know i either first learned about you or i learned more about you mm-hmm. through the podcast um so again it, it totally totally depends yeah and i think um, I, I think, you know, measuring, sorry, for those of you watching on video, my MacBook has a faulty power cable and that's why I've got the oh, no. behind me here. <laughs> you know, you, you, you pay, uh, what, uh, about a hundred percent more for a MacBook and they can't make a decent cable. I'm not, <laughs> not going to rant about Apple right now. I'm a long time Apple user. Things have uh, gotten worse and worse every year. Uh, well, you know, since Steve Jobs had a runway, if they think three or four years and, uh, it's kind of been going Yep. <laughs> like that. I could talk for hours about Apple, uh, my <laughs> sagas with them over the years. But the I think the interesting thing in terms of measuring ROI, um, you know, the interesting thing is I, I think brands are starting to get into the mindset that like ROI can be calculated to a certain degree, but there's also this um, qualitative feedback from your customers, like you're saying, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's, you know, surveying people that are listeners and making a call out, having them participate in uh, show topics, et cetera. I think there's the value there where podcasting to me is a very, it, it should be top of funnel. It's awareness, it's interest, it's explaining your skill set, mm-hmm. um, educating and entertaining as opposed to necessarily like to your point, who wants to watch a 30 minute commercial? Like I don't watch infomercials regularly. For sure. I get sucked in. But (laughs) But you can also use the platform to help further down in the funnel if you want, because Mm -hmm. it can help educate on a certain, you know, topic or idea. Mm -hmm. Again, like, you know, that would be more in line with an ad, (laughs) but if you set up the context, right. And it is, it, it is meant as a, as a uh, sort of an, an a, a portable audio way of learning more about XYZ product, perhaps you're B2B and you've got a real technical product and it makes sense to provide, you know, your listeners with a little bit more information about it, or perhaps you're in a specific industry that, you know, you want investors to learn about, more about, or you want uh, y- your eventual purchaser to learn more about. It's a great medium for that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it just to um, kind of circle back on that in terms of the medium and, and how you, you know, niche down. Um, I had started these series of, of what was called the Internet Marketing Minute, 
but it was basically I had friends that uh, had seen some of my YouTube videos, this is years ago, and, and colleagues, and say, yeah, that was really good. It was just a bit long. Right. I'm like, I'm on the subway or I'm on the bus or I'm in my car. I have a 12 minute, 13 minute drive um, <laughs> and it's perfect for that. And um, yeah, th there's marketing school, whatever you think of about Neil Patel in terms of him being a marketer. He's really a, a very effective. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. But they have, you know, between seven and eight minute podcasts that they mm -hmm. put out uh, nice and snackable, mm -hmm. uh, super quick one topic. Uh, so it's it's closer kind of to the, to the, the snackable content side. Um, but yeah. there's, there's also that to consider. And you mentioned that before is like of all of these formats, like you could go the Joe Rogan style of four hours or three and a half hours long and dive deep. Mm -hmm. or you could go the marketing school side uh, and anything in between. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, one of the, one of the things we do with our clients is we'll do an, uh, sort of an audit of their other content and get a, you know, if they have a lot of video content, like how long is their, how long are their videos? What's the list? You know, what's the watch length on those? Um, Cause then that'll tell us that the audience is perhaps a little bit more inclined to, you know, to, to stick around longer with them. We don't really have a rule for how long our shows will be. I mean, we have to think about it when we're pricing our shows, but typically they're about 20 to 30 minutes. Um, mm -hmm. But then all that data is going to show us whether that was the right call or not, and then we'll adjust from there. So if we're seeing, uh, you know, a consistent drop off at maybe the twenty minute mark, then then maybe we shouldn't have gone with thirty minutes, and, and we can dial it back for future, you know, future productions. Again, if you're going to go out to your community and ask them, hey, we're thinking about doing a podcast, you know, what should we talk about? What should it be about? I would also ask them, how long should it be? How long do you like to listen for? Because if you're you know, if, if, if you're a, an executive and you don't have a ton of time, you're going to want something a bit snappy. That being said, executives also commute. And <laughs> we've had some of our executive focused podcasts be 20 to 30, some are even 40 minutes long because it's that perfect sort of uh, drive time. Um, it, 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 again, it, it comes down to the audience and uh, make them part of the production. And, and uh, you can have a lot of success in making some of those production decisions with them. That's awesome. Um, just a couple more minutes. And as we wrap up here, um, one question that I have for you, if a business is considering podcasting, we're uh, beyond contacting Jar Audio and we'll, we'll give you the chance to kind of do the shout out and mm -hmm. how they can contact you. But um, I would imagine that there are some businesses that just don't have the budget, right? Mm -hmm. um, so if they don't have the budget, What's your advice if there's an interest there? How would someone get started in the most basic steps possible? So I, I you know, I would start with getting some equipment. Um, Amazon has a, a, a lot of the, a lot of great equipment. You're honestly not going to spend much more than maybe five hundred dollars in, you know, for really good, decent microphone, uh, some headphones. I wouldn't try anything with Bluetooth. I would hardwire your your headphones direct because Bluetooth has a tendency to to uh you know to disconnect sometimes in an interview anyways i'm getting down the weeds but um yeah i mean and then there's and then choose a host provider so um you know these these companies that act as as the host for your audio file and then also push it out to all the different directories so everything from megaphone to simplecast and omni you know these are all really great companies that are available out there um and and just start i mean the the best thing you can do is to just play around with it have conversations you know interview your spouse interview your mom or dad yeah. like you know just just start playing around with it but i think the biggest thing is 
go in with a bit of an idea of what value you're providing to whoever it is that you want to have listen, and then just start playing around with answering that question and, and, and ask for feedback, um, provide it to, you know, provide it to your audience and ask for feedback and just keep, keep going from there. Yeah. One of the things I love that you touched on there is, uh, not being afraid to change and pivot and adjust. Um, I think a lot of people have it in their minds, uh, you know, maybe we were trained by television from our generation where it's, you know, right. it's a 22 minute sitcom episode <laughs> or whatever it is, 44 minutes for a drama. Um, but that, Hey, it's okay to reduce the length of it, to change the format. And you don't need to make a big announcement. You just need to be willing to make those changes midstream. Exactly. Yeah. I think the relationship that a host has with its listener is incredibly um, special and so they're going to see, you know, or they should be able to see sort of, you know, who you are and it kind of warts and all. And so if you're going to try something out, mention it to them, like say, Hey, I, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of playing around with the idea of doing this. Um, and, and, and just be honest and, and open with them say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm new, I'm new to this podcast space, but I really want to create value for you, the listener. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try this or this. If you have a day where your technology is not awesome and you still want to record because you have something amazing you want to say, yep. just mention it. Say, hey, you know what? The audio is not the greatest in this episode. I'm really sorry. I'm going to do better. At the end of the day, they're looking for great storytelling. They're looking to be told a great story. They're looking to meet inter interesting people, learn, mm -hmm. delve into certain topics. Sure, you want to have great audio quality because it is, you know, it is an audio medium. And like I mentioned, you are whispering into their ear. You might as well do it crystal clear. Yep. Um, but things are gonna happen and and they're okay with that. I've yeah, heard some I've heard a lot of wild things from hosts and 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 uh I feel like I know them more than I know some of my best friends now, uh, because mm -hmm. they're just open and honest and uh genuine. Yeah, and I think that's extremely important. <clears throat> just as an example, a few minutes. Your lights we just went out, and and you know you told us, and that's 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 great. Light, I think that happens, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's not it's not the end of the world. It's not interrupting our audio. It's just if you're watching, it looks like a, a dance club in here at moments. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's. Uh, I think there's also that authenticity, um, and I think mm -hmm. communities and look. Fundamentally, people want to buy from people that they know and they like. It's an age old. Uh, kind of tradition for sure um, and you know the hey technology screws up all the time right yeah. uh, just minutes before I was having an audio issue we just had to yeah. sort it I've had lots of episodes over the years you kind of laugh it off you make a blooper reel at the end of the year everybody has fun with it yeah I just listened to one of my favorite podcasts it's a it's a comedian um, and every once in a while he'll do an episode with his wife uh, they just admitted that they did an amazing episode together and forgot to press record. <laughs> so the episode we were listening to was their second sort of shot at it, but that mm -hmm. became part of the conversation was this whole idea of, you know, sort of mistakes and, and like, it was really, it was fascinating. It was great. Mm -hmm. No, that is, that is awesome. Um, so we're a little bit over time, but that's all good. No worries. Um, so Roger, what, Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you if they're interested in looking at your podcasting production mm -hmm. um, and, and some of your work. Yeah, so they can check out jaraudio.com. So J-A-R audio.com. Uh, I've got a fantastic blog on there. So, you know, as a, as a business owner, 
we focus on uh, content about the podcast space, but specifically for brands. So mm -hmm. make sure to check that out. Um, and also within our site, we've got all of our show productions, uh, our process, uh, and a good little uh, overview of who we are as a, as a team. We operate globally. So if you happen to be interested in getting into the podcast space as a brand, um, we always love to have, you know, start those conversations. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Roger, for joining us today. Um, you've, you've imparted a, just a ton of information about podcasting. I'm sure that uh, you forget uh, more about podcasting in one day than many people will ever learn in their <laughs> lifetime. Uh, so we really appreciate having you on and look forward to potentially having you on again in the future. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, everyone. All right. Uh, thanks, everyone, for watching this episode of Live at the Hive, Digital Marketing from the Trenches. Um, as I, I didn't open the show, but I'll close the show with it. If you're watching us on Twitch, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, uh, or on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, blah, 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 uh, feel free to hit that like, hit that subscribe. If you're somewhere where you can comment, drop a comment if you've got a question. If we can't answer it, we will harass Roger via email and hopefully he'll uh, answer for you. For sure. Um, but we're always here to help out. Uh, so thanks again, and we will see you next week on Live at the Hive. Same B time, same B channel. Peace. I always do that look.